Yeah, I actually, uh, I was, I, I'm a, I was born when Barack became president. That's amazing. Yeah, that's how young I am. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I do assume that about anyone that's younger than me. I'm like, oh, you don't remember life before Barack Obama. I just, all I remember is change. You don't get it, man. <laughs> yeah. I you don't, don't get it. I don't understand what it was like uh, when, I, I remember when the towers fell, uh, I was, uh, I, I was still, um, I was, a, uh, was in my mom's, uh, I was like a little egg in my yeah. mom's womb. That's like how young I was. Wow. Well, you believe life begins at conception. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. that. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, that's a little cramped in here. <laughs> you went to, Hey, what should, what should a plane crash on this womb? Get me out of here. I remember, I remember going, uh, wait, is this an admission of guilt? Did you orchestrate this? Wow. Uh, I, I'm, like, I definitely, like, put some vibes out there. Ian did 9-11 by vibes. Yeah, vibe 11. Vibe 11, maybe. That's the name of our music festival. Vibe 11, uh... Vibe 11 is a 311 music festival on 9-11. Vibe 11 honestly slaps. Yeah, and we sell 7-Eleven slushies. Okay. It's cool to start a podcast with like a 9-11 reference. And a million dollar idea. Yeah. All in one. I think it's, you know, I'm going to argue that it's actually um, apt to start a Garden State uh, recap with 9-11. I that's feel true. like it's very, it's yeah, very they, post-9-11. That's, can we just punch, can we, first of all, punching up podcast, I'm Ian. I'm my name is Stephanie. And we have Annie Russell. We're doing Garden Hello. State, the movie. Uh... Here's a punch-up. Maybe they could act a little more down because 9-11 just happened a few years ago. Wow, you're already starting in hard. Yeah. They don't do a single 9-11 reference? Not even like a waving flag. They do not. There's no... I mean, there is... It opens on a really bad plane turbulence (gasps) That is kind of a nod, too. That turns out to be a dream. Um, It turns out to be a feeling. But I I think we can all sort of extrapolate that that was about 9-11. Well, I feel like his mom drowning in the bathtub was kind of like our uh, civil liberties kind of... uh, Well, what about him pushing his mom down the stairs? Can we just say he did it, right? He did it on purpose? I don't know. He, he killed was, his mom he or whatever? He or didn't kill his mom. This <laughs> he disabled He did it. If he did it. Okay, yeah, okay. Of, if he did it. All the things, of, of all the charges we can levy against Zach Braff today, of which there will be many. Very many? I Zach Braff killed his mom. I don't think killing his mom is one of them. In real life. Okay, so there's a punch up. He should, he, it, it we should have been, been made more clear that he did yeah. it. If he did it. If he did it, I mean, he would, would have. I want to He's back on Twitter now. Zach's back on Twitter? Yeah. Zach is back? He's posting funny videos. Is it because his girlfriend's young? That's so something he, else we kind of have yeah, to do. He's do, dating Florence Pooh. Uh, <laughs> Oscars. Unfortunately, last them. name on her part that can be very easily mispronounced. It Pew? It's Pew, but it's, is it Pa? Is it Pooh? Well, isn't her middle name the? Uh, Florence the Pooh? <laughs> yeah. I like it. And it is. It's it, punching up. Zach Braff's girlfriend's name. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Hey, how about we uh, punch up her age and make her a little more age appropriate for him? That's true too. We should. I would. Let's hyper age of yeah. uh, the uh, the very nice uh, uh, young actor. But if you were to recast this, I feel like you know she would be Natalie Portman's role. She'd be Sam. And Zach Braff would still be Zach Braff. Is it just? Yeah. As old? Oh yeah, he would yeah. play himself at the yeah. age of I think he's forty. I'm Andrew um, Yeah. 
And the Largeman. Dog, yeah, that's his name, isn't it? Large. Large. His name. R A Large. So Garden State is a film that Large we can Simpson. All Sorry. Describe the film that's about it's a coming of age story for a man in his mid to late twenties. Twenty six. He's supposed right? to be twenty six. Yeah. In the movie. And he real Zach Braff is a few years older uh, than that. He look, if he's a few years older, he looks a little. He looks kind of good for that age. Looks sure. good for twenty six. Yeah, yeah. I think he looks thirty. I think he was. I want to say he was, was twenty nine, thirty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he goes back to his hometown. Everybody finds his old gang of fun. And New Jersey, this is kind of a little clever nod. Uh, uh, New Jersey's nickname is the Garden State. Wow. It is their state motto. Yeah. yeah. So it's objectively, I feel like the title is decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, like, I didn't grow up in New Jersey, but I did grow up in the New York suburbs. And oh. a lot of those references are very on point and very, like, for me as a 20 year old seeing this when it came out, it was like, this is about me. This is about my friends. So he definitely did. He captured like a place really well. What was your say. experience seeing this film for the first time? So you saw it when it came out. So when it came out, I this movie came out over the summer, um, and I when I was in college, and so I was back in my hometown, um, and I saw this movie with someone who I was already broken up with at the time, but we decided oh, we gotta that see this film together. We gotta see this together. Fun fact about him, uh, my friend group at the time, who were also like all of my roommates that I lived in this off-campus house with, they hated this guy so much that they refused to call him by his name <gasps> and referred to him only as film major. So this oh, was... That's a great that's a friend big. group characteristic. This yeah. was this guy's whole vibe. He was a film major. You were going to learn that about him within awesome. 10 minutes that's of so cool. any conversation. He was going to explain to you um, every deep cut movie that's ever existed. Was there so, one that you distinctly remember he yeah. did like multiple... He would like bring up multiple... Like, oh, he, he, t- he talked about Brazil constantly. Of course Constantly. These guys always like to talk about Brazil as if they're the first person I know. ever told you about Brazil. It's like literally, I worked at a video store. Like, are you like you're gonna tell me about Brazil? Please. Bitch, you I... tell me about Brazil? Get back to me when you're talking about that Oingo Boingo movie. It was named I forgot just now. Yeah, exactly. I started the conversation. My dad showed me that when I was like, I think in like seventh or eighth grade, and it like really freaked me out. And I'm like, whenever people talk about it, I have like kind of a, a like a little reaction. Yeah, does yeah. anyone think it's like actually enjoyable to watch? Open question. Open question. Um, I don't open. know. So we decide we're going to see this movie together. We're back in, in town for college. We didn't go to the same college. And we decide we're going to make this a classy date. We go oh. to a sushi place. Okay. Okay. Um, what did he order? Raw fish. No idea. What I do know. What did you order? Is I probably ordered like a spicy tuna roll. Probably like a sushi. It's probably like my go-to okay. spicy tuna okay. roll. Ian, it's a secret. Um, I'm a foodie. Okay. <laughs> you got me. Let me let me harken back to 15 years ago <laughs> for this dinner. Um, and, but we went to this place because they would serve you sake even if you were underage, and Damn. we were very classy uh, underage drinkers at the time. So we get fucking loaded on sake, gotcha. um, and then gotcha. we go to the independent. Like, was this sorry? Was the server house. at the sushi restaurant kind of a uh, gangly white guy with uh, uh, with cat eyes? <laughs> no, on not someone in full problematic makeup. Yeah. Believe it or not, okay. um, film ref 
reference uh, to anyone who's not kind seen the Garden movie. State. That's a reference Garden State. to the Garden State. Yeah. That's where his character works. He comes out and he has this like eye makeup and he has these like big teeth uh, prosthetics <laughs> and he has uh, <laughs> oh, no, there's not there are but no fake and he has he says this he accent he has this accent has where he like goes a cat eye why are you doing? Oh, let me hear. Let me play the clip. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the clip. It's that. Yeah. We have the clip oh, right It's Ian recording this later. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then we see this movie, and then, you know, of course, we feel like it's this poignant comment on our relationship. Of course, <gasps> we felt like it was about us. Um, and, and that was my first time seeing this movie, and I definitely, like, connected with it immediately. Thought it was amazing. Yeah. Was like yeah. this movie rules. I already knew about the shins, and I was like, I can't believe they're talking Same. about the shins in like Same. a major movie. I actually already knew about the shins before that. So oh, really? That's yeah. cool. But yeah. this is your first time seeing the movie in twenty twenty. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. I, I just wanted to let everyone. I actually knew about the shins like cool before that's so cool yeah that's actually cool if you think i'm insufferable now no i'm at I'm the just, time when i saw this i'm just movie, i'm sorry I'm just yeah, like, oh, no, it is such a benchmark to be like if you saw this movie when it came out and you loved it i know who you are no yeah I'm sure also i was 15 or 16 when this came out and so primo Primo yeah. high school. I think we're all in the age where yeah. like, this was like it, this was very encapsulating of a time and like a type yeah. of person uh, and or, I love or the like, culture. Totally, I love yeah. the Shins and New Slang was one of my favorite songs and it was literally just me and my cousin Andy who saw this movie together. The only people that we knew who knew who the Shins were, and then it was in the movie and we were both like, "Whoa, dude, we're fucking cool." And it was pretty rare to actually, like, name-check a band in a movie. Like, I feel like that in and of itself is the thing that, like... Especially, like, a new band that was, like, kind of... To the point that it's, like, are you friends with this guy? Yeah, it was, like, very self-referential. And, like, I have to say, like, it's... A lot can be said about it that's shitty, and I will say all of those things. But in terms of, like, capturing a moment and also influencing a lot of the things that came after it, like, this was, like, one of the first, like, indie culture is Mm -hmm. mainstream now. This is, like, before Urban Outfitters was in every single small town. Mm -hmm. This is before... I think it was before, like, most people had iPads and shit like that. Like, this was definitely, like, before there was, like, a trend piece about Williamsburg in Brooklyn written Mm -hmm. every week. So, like... And and I think predates the term hipster in like wide use. Too. I think it does for sure. Yeah, and it it was like the burgeon of that culture. And it's like you, maybe you were emo, you know, when you watch this movie. Maybe you were now hipster or scene or whatever. It was definitely a touchstone for like that type of person and like that, like the the trendy music and like the. Um, Kind of, like, counterculture to, like... Because, like, a big thing of the movie is, like, Zach Braff is, like... Like, I mean, he's not explicitly, like, going against his dad. But, like, the main kind of, like, struggle with his relationship is, like, his dad blames him for his mom dying. And so, like, he has this, like... I think that's what, like, helps relate a lot of people is, like... He is still kind of, like, going back to his own town and just, like... You know, he's with people that are just kind of bumming around and just kind of, like... 
getting fucked yeah. up or doing like partying or doing the same old thing, like kind of wandering through life aimlessly. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, uh, I don't he's know. kind of like like what? How do you navigate life? Wait, do you feel like he was searching for something? I don't know. I feel like the there was this interesting scene where he's screaming into kind of like a uh, I think he it was like a big can like a very big canyon oh. that they referred to like a junkyard. Yeah, it was and a quarry. He, a quarry, and um, he was he kind of got up and it was raining, and he just kind of screamed oh. into what he previously referred to as an endless abyss. Do you feel like that represented something? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Let's forget about it. Anyway, it probably, so. didn't. It probably didn't. You're right. When I saw this movie with my cousin, too, I remember him saying, because we loved it, you know, at the time, and he was like, uh, Natalie Portman's character is the most perfect female character in any movie. Oh, yeah. Which, at the time, it was like, yeah, totally. I agree. That's As just a woman like me. that's like, I guess I should be that way. Um, and just kind of like solve a guy's problems and be like quirky and fun. And then looking back, I'm like, oh, <laughs> why no, did this so bad. us all that idea? I mean, this was the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Birth. Was first it? One. Yeah, was there one before that? No, this was the first one. The the, well, the first official. What the about, term uh, was actually uh, coined for Elizabeth Town. That was the first yeah. time it appeared in that article. But this, I would argue, is like. When did Eternal Sunshine come out? I feel like it was this. After this. this Eternal Sunshine. It was in the same. Sunshine? I think it was the same year, but it was a later release. Yeah, I think it was after this because yeah. Eternal Sunshine was another movie that I fucking loved, and I, do I love think it still it holds, holds up. up. Holds up hundred percent. I do want to point out that the moment that Zach Braff falls in love really with Natalie Portman <laughs> is when he has headphones on and can't hear her talking That's anymore. So and that is literally the moment where he's like, I am into this girl. <laughs> like she's talking a mile a minute. Then he literally shuts yeah. the sound of her voice out of his brain. And then it's love. No uh, need to punch that off. Well, That's no, actually perfect. Another thing, <laughs> another thing about this is, uh, I feel like this was like peak calling something random unironically. Oh, this was random era. Well, every, every like yeah. random is maybe it's kind of dwindled a little bit, but like there was a little bit of an ironic uptick of calling something random recently. And she yeah, calls was. herself random. Yeah. Like, this, this, was random. this was when it was genuine. Right. It was and being not. random was like yeah, cool. Was this was because like this was early. Like I mean, like Facebook. Kate was like widespread use maybe like two years after this movie and I remember like everyone because yeah. it was my senior year of high school when everyone had it and it was like everyone had a Facebook album that was called Random yep. and it was just oh. pictures of you and your friends like sticking out your tongues or like we had a page <laughs> I edited my high school yearbook and we had a page that we just called Random, Random. Random. and then we, it was basically I put all pictures of myself and my friends on there but like it was so supposed random. to be just like oh my god it's so random that I decided um, do you guys remember when we just like, like took this picture at like the when we took event? this picture and then I decided so since I am in charge of it to put myself uh, I'm just kind of a random person so random but I do think it does like speaking of the language that they use it really made me feel like embarrassed for the vernacular of how I grew up to watch this movie because literally when his friends are like, oh yeah, you live in LA, I heard it's mad crazy out there. I'm like, that is the way everyone talks in my hometown. Mad like, crazy. To, like to this day. And maybe I'm like tone deaf about that, but I do feel like out of other like kind of period piece movies, 
I did like I didn't pick up. I love on the Wakanda superior. It is. Well, it's like it's well, it's like it's like it's like 2003 to 2007. I feel like it's like it is. But that's when I'm in high school. Like this movie is high school years. Exactly, and I feel like pre like internety. Yeah, exactly. Um. All we had were hoodies. Headphones. All we had were hoodies and headphones. Hoodies and headphones. That <laughs> was my life. That's how we fall in love. We listen to fruit. T-shirt food. with a long sleeve t-shirt. We do listen to Zero Seven, R.I.P. Oh. Don't know what happened to that. Bonnie Somerville. The, I mean, this soundtrack, her. too, is uh, pretty fire of indie hits from that era. <laughs> it's, like, I could not pick a lot of these out of a lineup, like, to this day. Like, the Shins, yes. Iron and Wine, yes. Like, there's certain oh, bands God, that I are, know, like, I was in love with Iron and Wine when I was 16. I was, was like, Did they do that cover of the Postal Service yeah. on yes. the end? Yeah. Most yes. romantic mu- music, like, of all time. And my dream was to lose my virginity to Iron and Wine songs. Like, I would just listen to Iron and Wine songs and be like, oh, I'm lose my virginity so this bad. This is what fucking is like. <sighs> it just didn't happen. <laughs> God, never. It still hasn't. You know, if they're making music now, uh, they would probably have to be called uh, Irony and, and uh, Whining. Yeah, more like Irony and Rosé. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I think that's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, um, the thing, though, where he, where, like, I, so I experienced this movie for the first time, like, going back to my hometown, so that was one reason why it was, I like, mean, that's, that's it's a whole run right um, very on the nose, but it also turned, that summer turned out to be, I didn't know at the time, like the last summer that I would spend like in my hometown. Oh shit. Okay. So in hindsight, it's like, oh man, that was really like a moment where it was like everything that the movie is themed on, like this is the last time, like your childhood home is your home mm-hmm. is, so that was definitely a, a reason why I did connect to it. But also I just loved Peter Sarsgaard in this movie. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and his is he performance... The, is he the, uh, the con man friend? He's yeah. The oh, he rocked. He's he a so grave cool. digger. Like, he was fucking awesome in this movie, and he just, like, I, fu- I know these people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the people who, like, you went away to college, you left town, mm-hmm. you come back, there's just these dudes that are there, yeah. they're hanging out with girls that are younger, and it's weird, right. and they're still kind of just bombing around your town, and I was just like, yeah, that's literally... That's the type of guy, that for I sure. Know. Yeah. And that's a very, like, t- like mid-20s experience. Oh, for sure. Exactly. That's when you feel like, oh, we- we've all moved on, right? But not really. Well, I feel like I kind of had that sort of thing, like, when I still lived in the- my college town a few mm-hmm. years after graduating, mm-hmm. where it was just like, okay, well, like, we're still young, but, like, you know, just very directionless and just kind of, like, kind of clinging to what we knew from, like, how to have fun or, like, socialize, but, like, not really dis- making a decision to, like, pursue something or, like, kind of, like, figure out what the next steps are and just kind of, like, be in this uh, ambiguous sense of, like, well, this this is, like, I guess what I just did the last three years of my life. I guess I just have to, like, bury a hamster or whatever. Okay, that's random. Can we talk <laughs> that about? is for sure. That Sorry. is random. There's a lot of random. I mean, there's so movie. much to start with. I do love Peter Skarsgård. I don't think we. Is it Skarsgård or Skarsgård? He is Skarsgård. Skarsgård is the other the Big Little Lies. Um, and they're the all other ones. The clown? Yeah. We have Alex, Bill, their father. They're always naked. They mm-hmm. all show their dicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Petey Boy is, is a SARS. He is Mr. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh my god, what a perfect couple! Yeah, amazing. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I love her They're too. Married. I'll they, stand They used to life. live in my neighborhood in Brooklyn. I used to see them out. They're fucking amazing. Um, if you guys are out there, please just don't break up. Okay, your love will last forever. I, I literally check to see if they're still together on a regular Every day, basis. Every please, you guys, <laughs> still don't are. break up. I'm like crying at the thought of it. I hate it. I they're posting on social media. Yep, we're still together. But he's awesome in Thanks. this movie, and especially the where you can tell there's so much anger under yeah. the surface of his character. He's like pissed because his mom is fucking like one of his friends. Yeah, that's super. Uh, who's not up. really his Those friend? Those scenes are very funny though. She's yeah. fucking Big Bang Theory. She's fucking yeah. the guy that works at Medieval Times. Medieval Times, and that's a great reference. And I do. That's a fun great. little. That's a fun bit. It's a funny bit. It is a fun bit, oh, and I've fire? been to that yeah. Medieval Times, oh, and it oh, is yeah. super gross oh, and like broke ass. And so you're just like, oh, makes sense that these randos are the ones working at medieval times right. and like making that happen because it is the townies. W- yeah. yeah. I love a townie. I mean, you had me at townies. That is yeah. my, yeah, I admittedly have like a big townie fixation. Um, and that's why I think this movie like gets me. <laughs> For sure. Well, I, th- I think that, <laughs> uh, gets me, dude. I do think that he, like, I think th- the process of the, his last day in, uh, Skarsgård, like bringing him around town for like all these, like, like, that's very fun. Like, all the little, like... He takes him to, like, a weird hotel where, they like, there's, like, a fucking pervert peep show where thing. Method, Method Man Man's there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Method Man is the bellhopper. Also, that's a type of guy... Also, that's, like, a type of, like, early internet guy who's, like, uh, did we all just see titties? Yeah. Yeah, raise your hand if you saw titties. Then let's calm down. Like, yeah, just, like... Know. like and that's when like, the guy comes, he's, like, he goes, like, yes. Like, yeah. he does this. He, like, raises both of his hands up. It's, like, like he won something. It was he came. Very nice. Yeah, it's such a great scene, because, like, Sam... Uh, Natalie Portman's character is Sam, and Largeman are, like, we want to go. We gotta go do this other thing. And Method Man, best quote of the movie, says, raise your hand, just saw some titties. So good. And everyone, like, reluctantly, reluctantly raises their hand. hand. And then he's like, thank you. Then let's calm down because we just saw some titties. Which, honestly, even though those are all the comments on Mr. Skin. Oh, really? Everyone is just like, these are great titties. And that, titties save the world, dude. But to take that condescension of, like, why are you mad, bro? You just saw a naked woman, bro. It's something you can't see anywhere else. I, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. At the time, maybe, like, the people at the motel. Well, at the time, that's, like, very, I think that was, like, uh, yeah, hell yeah, dude. At the time, Mr. Skin was your only author. And also, like, when you're in your early 20s, you have a lot of, like, random wandering days to nowhere where you're like, why are we in this place? For sure. Why are we going to this location? But I think that that, like... Why am I going to this Whole Foods with this French girl I just met to get oysters, you know? Is that like experiences we all had? Oh, cool. In Brooklyn? Okay, I guess we're crazy. I, but I think that sequence of going to all these like weird skeevy things, like him, like (laughs) him selling the knives back to them is like, that's a fun little bit. Um, and then him like buy, I would have loved to see who he got the nitrous tank from. Yeah, and his, like, that and also that guy's world, um, and that character, I think, is the best acted and, and the best written character of the For movie. Sure. Because his whole thing is, like, 
I have my own system that I work within. I return knives and I steal from the hardware store. Then I turn over a nitrous tank. Then I go visit my friends in the quarry and I get the jewelry back that I stole in the first place. Like, makes sense to me. I do think that I was waiting for when he saw that he steals the jewelry from people. Like, if I had got that and I found out that he had stole my mom's, like, necklace or whatever, it's like... You weren't thinking about taking this to, like, give back. To, like, you're just fucking, like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, right. That that doesn't track that. I feel like, way to punch this up, like, get mad at that, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. he stole a necklace off of your mom's dead neck. Yeah. Like, you might want to. dead neck. <laughs> That's the problem with his character the whole time is he's so aloof. He's, like, yeah. too aloof. Nothing really affects him. Which I guess they're trying to say, like, oh, he was so heavily medicated his whole life, and maybe that's why. And actually, it's, like, kind of fucked up, because our whole generation is, like, always on meds. But it doesn't make for a very interesting character No, and (laughs) also, don't perpetuate this myth that, like, going off your meds for no reason is going to turn out great, and you're going to fall in love and feel something again. Like, that's... That's, like, the big narrative that I, like, going back, I'm like, that is really fucked up. And it's, like, her job to make him feel. Yeah. And that's just, like, bruh, bruh, you gotta have feelings when you see your mom's necklace getting off that dead neck of hers. (laughs) That's Uh, when you start feeling your feelings. And another, this is, like, not, uh, it was also just, like, what did that, what did any of that, like, day, what what did anything that happened, like, besides that you met... Uh, 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 a cute girl that like you have feelings for and have fun with like 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 all the fucking like ambiguous like you changed my life and like you know, I, I was I, where, where, when he meets the dad at the end he's like where were you? everywhere and it's just like this like dumb like throwaway like like pseudo intellectual like he deep was, like the right. moment the moment with his dad is it, really disappointing because yeah. it's it's very schmaltzy. It's like over the top. It's like maybe it's okay if I can be who I am, Dad. Exactly. And it's just not the way people talk to each other in families. And <laughs> and it's like I understand. I had a problem with like when the dad said when you he, he blamed blamed the kid for the death. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which does which doesn't really. <laughs> I love that false narrative. I'm going to perpetuate that this is what happened from the memory I have of this movie. Uh, I do think that that doesn't really track either. Like, every parent I know, like, if their kid does something fucked up that's an accident, is defending their kid. Like John Bonet's parents. Right, exactly. Right. Let's take the opportunity to bring Jean Benet. Let's pull them in the I mean, you're saying, you know, the massive cover-up for what the brother did. 100%. What I was, was going to say, though, <laughs> is that... I, like, I can understand him maybe, like, maybe, like, to never say that, like, maybe he does blame his son for doing that, but then also his, like, I feel like Zach's answer to that is also not true, where he's like, I, I, I didn't do it, I think it was, like, a little piece of plastic or whatever, it's like, but you, like, it seems like you've also spent the whole movie, like, blaming yourself. Exactly. You also thought you did it. You yeah, thought exactly. you did it. You were told you did it. You did push your mom down as right. an angry child. So and, like, like, that seems like you're clinging on this one thing to not make it your fault. And it's, like, I think that if you were a parent, like, maybe you should have said that to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can maybe, hard- I don't know. Like, I feel like that was very superficial. And, and he like, was, he's a psychologist, right? The dad yeah. psychologist yeah. in the movie. So there's a whole narrative, too, of, like... Yeah, the the most fucked up patient of all, the therapist kid. Yeah, I mean, true though. 
Like, I know, I know some people that exemplify that, but it's, and especially in like very affluent families too, I think a big thing is like, I want to shield my kid from experiencing anything in the world. Um, So like, yeah, medication, yeah, yeah, boarding school, yeah, like whatever, like I just don't want to engage, but I didn't really feel like that. The scene with the dad didn't really do anything for me. My um, therapist told me she's never going to let her kids do stand-up comedy. Because she has a lot of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. patients. Well, isn't that a way of silencing free speech? Yeah, it is, and I told her that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, and I told her that. That's why I'm suing her. Yeah. For First Amendment. Yeah, First Amendment rights. For first, my first, first Amendment. Yeah. Your First Amendment to tell her kids to do stand-up. Yeah, like, I you got to fight for that. How yeah. dare you even try to say that? So thank you. Thank um, you very much. But yeah, just kind of want. I just want to say that fun detour. <laughs> She's really fun. much like the trip to the bottom of the quarry. It's like, a detour, we're... <laughs> man. So they go to a, the the big thing is that they go to a quarry, and it's like that's kind of an interesting. Like it's I would have loved to see quarry. more of the quarry. The the couple at shots. the bottom of the quarry were fucking it was, delightful. Yeah, couple. it was a uh, Mike Cernovich and his wife. Yeah, uh, and, they, and they had a baby. They literally were just like making tea in this cozy little boat. Which I a, saw that part when I was fifteen. And I was like, "That's gonna be me." Yeah, that's really cool. But it's also like <laughs> to this day, it's, it's also another thing. On a boat. That's another thing where it's like, okay, so we, I guess he gets paid by the company <laughs> to like to like hold off the land or whatever. Yeah. But they they trade jewelry to survive. I don't know. He was sort of. It feels very off the grid. It sounds like the dude's were, just playing real they life. They were Minecraft. off the grid, but I think that the fact that he his costume was a flannel with a fleece vest over it, That's and cool. and she's wearing sort of an, an earthy outfit also. Mm-hmm. So I think we're meant to believe that they're like stewards of the environment like that i'm only getting that from the fleece vest but that's what i think they're going for it felt very like we're just recycling what comes in here man yeah i feel like that's i like i appreciate the type of people they are but that's also very unrealistic where it's like hey we're just down here and we're getting by and we're trading jewelry to get by and like but we have each other and that's all that matters we're just gonna live on a boat but it's like also it's like but you guys have bills to pay. Yeah. You have also, to get food and you're raising a kid. It's New Jersey. Um, and I think he spends a lot of the time talking, like kind of commenting on in this really haphazard way, the like materialism and like class issues in this town. The so the short. idea that anyone is like living off the grid rent free in that part of the country to me is like very laughable. I was very curious about that because like, that seemed like a very like, I feel like weirdly it's somewhere out west you could do yes. that you know in yes. a kind of a rural western place where it's the like Montana cheap, or Wyoming yeah exactly I picture like an Idaho maybe but it's like there well I don't Brock has some friends that are like they live on like a commune in like the mountains in Santa Barbara and that's the most off the grid people I've heard of but like I mean they go to like a brother's house for showers and internet <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it's just like that kind of thing. That's the like only people I've heard about that live like that are people that like grow and like cut weed in like yeah. oh, yes. way far exactly. off oh, the grid in California, in Humboldt County. Yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, like I know people who have done that, yeah. and that's like the most off the grid that I. I know somebody did that in of. Hawaii, and it turns out shocker to be incredibly dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. Um, one friend of mine literally got. All of his shit stolen and huh. a gun pulled on him because weirdly you can't just be safe yeah. <laughs> doing that. Uh, so, thank God, weed is legal now and free. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so now, uh, so now when you grow weed in yeah, Chicago, when you grow weed in Chicago, yeah. uh, instead of someone pulling a gun on you, they they pull a freaking prescription card. Yeah, they go. Let me. Like, hey, let hey, me let me, let me get everything you have, and then they're like, well, let me just. Uh, okay, you're met. You have it's the. Medicine. You have the. Yeah. You have the right to remain medicated. Ooh. Thank you. You're you welcome. know, talk about being medicated and numb to the world. Am I right? <laughs> oh my god. Whoa! We're all Zach Braff's living <laughs> in the moment, dude. Twenty twenty Zach Braff style. Andrew Largeman. So, oh, so that he he's so we haven't even talked about the fact that he is supposed to be a semi-famous, successful actor. And we haven't even talked about what his role was. Who he plays an it? Asian man <laughs> at the restaurant he works at. Yeah. For some reason, I'm acting. But he does that on the side because he's very famous for having played basically in a Rudy-esque film. It's a football film playing a mentally challenged character. But they mentally love challenged his, quarterback. They say the R word. They say the R word so much. Right? But it was okay then. Apparently it was. I mean, I I will tell you that when I saw this movie, I do not remember having any like yeah reaction to reaction that. to that I whatsoever. Either. I think it was uh, yeah. Two thousand four was like po- like before like uh like like a real paying attention to like the language. Yeah. Of, like, oh yeah. I only yeah. like a couple people that would like stop you for that. Yeah, like, I, I, it, I didn't flinch at all, but re-watching it, I was like, Jesus Christ. Right, because like, they say it's a so lot. much. This is a lot of so that much word. more than I remembered them saying it. Um, and then also just how, just what you could not get away with today. I mean, even having a character who was not mentally challenged yeah. playing a mentally challenged character, even portraying that, I feel like would get a Jezebel article today. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a whole thing. Also, Natalie Portman's character's family, like, adopted a guy from Africa. Yes. Yeah. And the way they talk about that is extremely fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, like, said, they, it sounds like basically there was, like, some infomercial to send money to, like, uh, yeah. Uh, the Sally Struthers, and I remember yeah. those commercials. Because there's a South Park episode about that too. Oh really? That's uh, Starving Marvin. And, and it's true. They, they show like a little kid who's like starving, and they're like, "How can you sit there and do nothing?" Yeah. And at one point in this film, Natalie Portman is like, "Yeah, and if we hadn't took him in, he would be one of the kids with the flies all over his yeah. face." And I was like. I don't think you can say that. Like, I don't... Don't <laughs> even know they're like, if this was making fun of that kind of person, then sure. But the movie, I don't think is. The movie is so no. loving towards that whole family and her. And it's just like, isn't that quirky and random that she says stuff like that? We, adop- we adopted a, a guy from Africa. And the quirkiness, it just... it. It borders on, like, who is this person? He walks into the home that she still lives in with her mom and their exchange student, adoptee, whatever guy that they live with. There's, like, pets everywhere. They've got a million animals. The place is, like, so messy. She's immediately showing him her childhood blankie. And I'm like, That she calls Tickle. Tickle. And then she does a little dance, like, and, and she's literally speaking like a baby. Like a right. baby. Oh yeah, the dance is like peak random where it's like it it's is. it's like theater kid and random energy yeah. like cranked up to the max where yeah. it's like every time I do something
something. Uh, I'll I'll get, I'll get up and do something no one's ever done, and it's like a weird movement and voice, and I'll say it, <laughs> and no one's, one's ever done before. And it makes me remember uh-huh. I'm unique, and it's like uh, okay, snowflake. Yeah, safe get space? her in the shoulder mas- massage uh, line at a cast party because oh it is. <laughs> Honey needs to feel special. She needs some touches. It's just like, it's, it's, um, if I walked into that house and all of that was happening, I'd be like, oh God, I forgot. I have a dentist appointment. This is the day he needs her. He could have, he, his mom literally died. He could be like, hey, I'm in town. My mom just died. I I gotta get out of here. No, let me show you the section of our backyard. We, uh, that's our little uh, animal cemetery. It's like, yeah, and there's a line like, we're not bad with animals, we've just had a lot. And it's like, why have you had a lot? Because they all died? Like, well, also, like, anyone who has, you know, no offense to any animal heads out there, but, like, anyone who has, like, animals. in the double digits of animals, I'm going to wonder, like, what's up. Maybe yeah. take, a, take, a, take, take, a chill, take a chill pill for take an animal. Hey, yeah, you. although the mo- her mom, played by an actress that I forgot her name, but Aunt Lydia from uh, Handmaid's Tale, who I was and like... Out. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, I totally spaced that that was this character. And she, I I thought, was pretty charming in this. But, um, but yeah, the whole thing is weird. And Natalie Portman references it a bunch of times. She's like, you're, you just want to leave right now. You're sort of, which in and of itself was annoying. And I, I, so I didn't get his immediate, like, love for her. Especially because he, even like he tells her that that's annoying. But he does, like, to his credit, say, like, stop doing that. Um, but that's yeah. the only thing, everything else he's just absolutely charmed and enamored by. And I'm just like, um, I guess that this kind of guy loves babies because she's being a baby. Yeah. Well, it's, it does seem to be like, oh, you're, yes. you're, you're, you're one of the guys who likes younger girls too. Yeah. 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 Oh, thank God. She's not actually younger. She just acts like a total. And well, she is, listens to the is shit, dressed so. like a child. Yeah. She is dressed like I had a straight like, up child. I was wondering like how old, like she mm-hmm. is like. Did he pick her up from, like, high school or something? Like He it, said, hey, cool backpack, get in. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really was. But then you also have to remember, like, his character is not exactly the guy that I'm like, oh, yeah, let right. me start a new life with you right now. Like, what is... I guess she's got no other options. Like, I, I was like, why isn't she attracted to, the, to Peter's character? Peter Sarsgaard's character. Mm-hmm. Right? They're both in town. They meet through... Or, yeah, or how have they evening. never met before, you know? Like, it's probably yeah. not Well, that I don't think she is, like, the oh. the party kind of yeah. gal that I feel like they usually hang out with. Oh, that's another thing at that party scene when he's, like, trying to protect her. Hey, which her. one? Oh, you're right, buddy. <laughs> when he's, like, all, like, talking to herself and she's, like, I feel, like, buzzed right now. Like, I'm buzzing. And he's just, like, trying to protect her because he's, like, you're innocent. Like, you're, like, innocent. He's, yeah. like, that, like... That was so gross to me because that was such a like virgin horror dichotomy thing that he was projecting on very, her. Very, very like, upsetting. You're just a beautiful virginal baby that I love, and I met two days ago. Yeah, and that was giving so me gross. some very cringe moments rewatching it because the boyfriend or the ex boyfriend, even at the time that I saw this with, we had met a, the summer before that at a party. <gasps> when we were both back in town from college after freshman year yeah. and we literally met when he was in a room by himself just playing the piano and not engaging with anyone else and I was like yeah like I'm gonna I'm gonna go see what this guy is That's doing That's so much worse than the dog so, so much person. worse but yeah. see if you if you say 
if your reference there is uh, that's a call me by your name moment, then it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't though. It was film way. It was way more Garden State than anything okay, that's come fine. before or since. Uh, and I, but it was cringe watching this again because I was like, oh god, this is. I oh, have yeah. been that person's like, oh, you're different. You're so different. I'm gonna talk to you and oh, fix you. You're gonna save my life. Well, that's what I like about. I mean, Eternal Sunshine is a is a movie to compare this to for sure because they came out. I think that was the same school year, or it came out the next year. But it like it, it's she has that trope where she's like crazy zany, you guys are her, but she keeps saying out loud like. People think I'm going to fix them, and then they, like, find out more about me and right. realize, like, I'm not going to fix your problems. And I like that about that character, because she's being, like, no, In, in Eternal Sunshine? Right, in Eternal right. Sunshine. She's, like, like unapologetically and, like, has, right. like, more of a ground of, like, depth. who she is. And she knows that that's what people think of her, and she's yeah. telling them straightforwardly, like, that's not what's going to happen. And they give they her flaws. That. Like, yeah. she drinks too much sometimes. Yes. Like, she she's embarrassing. Is, she kind of flies off the handle. Yeah, like, she has, like, things that are, like, not just quirky but like oh this is actually fucked up like but this character she's just no. kind of like a zany little princess she just sometimes drinks one beer and gets buzzed she and gets it's like buzz. oh my god she's a little buzzed she's buzzing right now but so he decides so in this movie he's just supposed to visit and then go back to to you know playing a chinese waiter or whatever he does in his life um <laughs> being in sequels to the football movie uh, and it said not even he's not even he's not no. even a working actor so it's definitely like he was in one award winning he movie? was in a movie and then he was yeah. you know just living in LA basically avoiding his family avoiding yeah. everything else and so like there's also the implication like what is he going back to what are you going back for bro he's trying to find a reason to stay and guess what gets on that plane he has that Fight club. That feeling that we have. Fight club energy. <laughs> well, there's a fight club scene yeah. where he's on yeah. the, the plane and it like crashes and it explodes in the air. And then he runs off the plane. Yeah. He well, runs he does fight crying. Peter Sarsgaard's character for a second. Oh, he does, yeah. But that wasn't that kind of played off as like sort of playful? It was like, playful, but I feel like there was some real... Like, oh, I thought it was going to get kind of nasty. Yeah, because yeah, I think, that, like you said, that character has a lot of like, rage underneath. And I yeah. can see him exploding. Definitely angry. Bitterness. I was into it, honestly. Yeah. Oh, you were like... He he's got my number. I would I would leave a plane for him. There is no one I would skip a flight for. The flights are expensive. Flights are like there's expensive. not yeah. I I wouldn't get off a plane for anyone. No. No. No, thank you. And also like yeah, so the ending of this movie, I th- like we were talking about how it originally yeah. was going to end with it, it, it like it's they're at the airport Portman and Braff and and Braff's like, "Hey, hey babe, like I gotta go back to LA and figure my shit out and be an actor or whatever. Like, I gotta do this. Otherwise, like, I gotta, like, be able to stand on my feet. Yeah. But also, like, this isn't a period on our relationship. Like, oh, it's, it's a... Ellipses. It's an ellipsis. So, Poetic. like, we Poetry. can... Like, it just screamed, like, hey, babe, like, I'm gonna... Like, I'm actually gonna be doing my own thing. <laughs> but, like, you don't stop loving me. Yeah. So like, when I like come I'm back on my just terms, put a pause on this yeah. and then I'll, I'll come back around. You're when just going to stay in your you own You stay here zone. and like do yeah. random shit and like think about me all the time. Do random shit and do not fuck anyone else. And don't fuck anyone else. But don't check up on me because I'm probably going to. 
I'm going to be just, like, figuring my shit out. I'm figuring my shit Which is, like, the most, and, like, uh, raise your hand out there in podcast land if you've ever heard the phrase, like, you know what, this is just too important for me to fuck up, and I just need to get my head right before we can, like, be together. I feel like that is an early 2000s breakup line that I have personally used on people. Yeah, you gotta use the, you know, I just, I gotta figure out me right now. I'm not ready for this relationship that I've already been in for a while. <laughs> well, it's been That's three days when they have when they say that I love you, and and then it's like I understand. Like also, it's like he's not wrong for like potentially like breaking things off if he does have a life in LA to like go back to or whatever. Yeah, but it's like. Funny. It's but it's also, but like the way he does it, it's just like, big, for three days. it's just like, like big fuck boy energy to be like, mm-hmm. okay, the scene before this, we just fucked for the first time. Um, to yeah. in my dreams. Right. And then it's like, well, I'm going to go. No, oh, after she catches his tear. My boyfriend's going to listen oh. to this and be very upset to learn all of this about me wanting to listen to Iron Man. <laughs> when I was seven, okay, I was like 16 years old. Jesus. God. It was hot. Then. He's screaming at the podcast. I'm screaming, yeah. at the, I'm screaming at the microphone. It's like right up to me. I wanted to. I wanted to fuck him. Tickle the quilt, the blanket, <laughs> the <laughs> blanket that Natalie Portman has. <laughs> no, and then your boyfriend's gonna be into it because he's gonna be like, I didn't know I had my own manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Whoa! And you know what, babe? It's an ellipses. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but it's just, it's just like it's like okay, then like fucking be like be make a choice. Like, yeah. don't fucking leave things open-ended for your benefit so you can figure your shit out. Like, she's her own person, too, and, like... Yeah. So I'd always read that that is the end of the movie, that he gets on that plane, and the plane is the end of the movie. But in, in, the, in what we see is this very... It feels tacked on, and it feels mm-hmm. tacked on because it was tacked on, is him running off and finding her in the airport and being like, wait, no! And, like, it's like a rom-com all of a sudden where he's just like, babe, no, we're gonna figure it out. And he then puts the question back to her, like, what are we going to do? Or, like, how how are you going to fix me? And at no point in the movie, I I don't think, and I could be wrong, does he ask her what she wants out of this situation? Exactly. That's true. That's Not true. at all. And what does she want? Someone to bury Pets with? That, I think that sounds like Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> like, she got that. He literally, he... Buried a dead hamster with her. Also, kind of funny for her, to, for her to get like very emotional of, yeah. about like him. I'm actually back because my mom died, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's so sad. I'm so sorry." And then they like go back, like let's get back to like burying the hamster or whatever. Yeah. And then he like makes like kind of a dumb joke, and she's like, "It's not like I'm. I'm. At, it's." It's not fun. Well, and the yeah, line she fun. has is like, it's just like a real life tragedy. And I was like, oh, what a character that has, like, is just the <sighs> sweetest so right. little thing. Like, that's like, actually sad. And it's like, oh my God, that's sad. It's like, yeah, man, like, shit happens. Like, Parents die. Yeah, it's sad. And no one, no one knows where her dad is. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if her dad is alive or whatever um it, it, well it's it's not important because that absence of a powerful male figure in her life means that Zach Braff can step in yeah and right. that it's is brought beautiful. them together if you think about it gives it. her a daddy she's got a daddy uh, who's a lover and a lover who's a daddy it's I mean it's 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 really robust he satisfies two roles yeah and then if he ever decides, like, he has to go figure her shit out, like, that just Again, makes, she yeah. just, like, is become yeah. so dependent on Which him. is great because not only did he write, direct, and star in the movie, but he's given himself multiple roles within the movie. Yeah. And right. so, like, one man can do it all. If you and think he about can. It. And he did. And it was this film. 
I, uh, one thing, I, I do feel like I remember seeing, like, screenshots of this movie, and there are, like, like the, the airplane thing at the beginning. I thought that when it ended with him, like, being on the airplane, I thought it was supposed to be like, oh, shit, does he actually die? And this movie's, like, a weird perpetual loop, oh, like, it yeah, actually does crash. Whoa! That would be kind of cool if he I was, thought like, that would be his very... purgatory, basically, right, or, to his hometown. Or just, like, like or just like uh, you know, he came back to figure this shit out, and he's, like, screaming to the abyss... But like we like he and he gets on the plane to go back to like live the rest of his life. But it's like we also just like fucking die like that. Like it doesn't it ends up not mattering at yeah, all. Yeah, I feel business. like yeah. the one thing I liked about that scene was that he like it. It did show that he doesn't like feel anything. Like everyone else is freaking out and he's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like so. I guess that's supposed to be like his depression or whatever, yeah, man. Yeah, Which, wow, that's deep. I know, I know. It's deep when the guy has the depression in the movie. Yeah, it's really deep when a a man is depressed and uh, talks about nothing else. But I do think that, like, that's part of the reason why there's so much backlash against this movie. Yeah, exactly. Is that, like, we're kind of done with, like, the white, sad white dude, um... And it, that we ventured into because of this movie, it feels like. And so then it's like, yeah, we're oversaturated. We're oversaturated with the storyline of sad dude meets vibrant girl. Well, when I heard Changes the line life. at the funeral, when he was saying how he, he, he hasn't cried in like 17 years. Wow. I was like, uh, yeah, that's called being a man. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> I just want to get that out there. Did right, this though. movie right, invent toxic masculinity? Is well, that it's what just, happened? It's just, it invented I, manhood. I, I don't know. I feel like there was... I mean, there all, there still is, but like... Uh, it, a guy expressing and, and normalizing his feelings and expressing that, like, yeah. still a ways to go from, I would say, most of culture. But Definitely. I feel like that's become a lot more normalized yeah. and, like, okay. Yeah. And... When this came out, like, I don't I, I like, growing up, I, I didn't feel like it was necessarily, like, maybe it was just, like, I hung out with uh, fucking cool, like, like, kind of hip and tune guys, but, like, yeah. it wasn't, like, you wouldn't, unless you were, like, being, like, like, actively crying about everything, like, there wasn't, like, necessarily a big, like, if you were sad about something that, like, had weight or levity, like, that was okay. You could cry, dude. You well, did, cry. Wait, did you do theater, though? Well, there we go. Theater is the place for expression. <laughs> it's very true. And I do think, like, he's talking about how he hasn't cried, but also, like, his buddies in this movie, they're not like, yo, dude, you don't cry? Like, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. they're not exactly yeah. the most in touch with their feelings, like, guys I've ever seen in my life. They're so like, totally, dude. It's, yeah, it, it definitely is a thing, but I also... That just means he's never had a breakup. Yeah, like, her obsession with his emotion, too, I think is kind of naive, because it's right. like, not everyone processes shit the same way. Um, so yeah, like, she fucking gets super heavy every time one of her thousands of pets dies. Right. Like, that's, yeah. gotta be, that's gotta be exhausting, and then also at one point is like, so these all matter the same and like do, does this not wear on you that it's that's happening true. so much that's true there's no yeah. there's no um priority to any of her emotions yeah yeah and All she's not really like she's not really focusing on like her illness that is you know kind yeah. of heavy and his like 
put this, like, embarrassing, like, lifestyle on her where they make her, like, wear a helmet at work. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she just kind of, like, tells that story and then she's like, but I'm quirky, so it's fine. Um, and that's, like, maybe not the healthiest way to process shit either. So, For sure not. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. So I, I get why there's so much backlash on it because it is like this glorification of depression um, mm-hmm. in this way that I think we have since kind of hopefully evolved as a society to be like, that's kind of gross. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's just no, there's method man is the only person of color in this entire <laughs> He's the only movie. redeemable character in the film. He's the only black guy in New Jersey. He is <laughs> it's well, and that's just funny because like <laughs> they're in Newark, New Jersey. Like it's a very diverse place mm-hmm. They are, like, sort of hinting at some class distinctions between, like, some of the families. There's some haves and have-nots, but it's also, like, there's no diversity here, which it does not track. No, um, yeah. Whatsoever. So it is a very, like, white people problem. Here's kind of an interesting little uh, trivia. Method Man was nervous about saying titties in front of Natalie Portman. Oh, that's a gentleman. Makes me yeah. love him even more. That's you a know? gentleman. Meth, uh, method man is short for method gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> it is I, the method gentleman. The methodical gentleman. The methodical gentleman. <laughs> so who, would you, would you recast this film? Well, if you remade it today, it? like, what is, like, what is kind of the trope of, like, it'd be some, like, I think it'd be, I think irony poisoning would be mm. kind of, like, the way people... Oh, the way that if it's still like a male focused like, uh, like guy dealing with his emotions, it would be like an online guy who mm. is like uh, uh, it's basically my life. Um, oh, okay. So Ian <laughs> so writes directs yeah. part of the story in the movie, but I, also like yeah. there's no texting even. There's no cell phones in this movie. No, there's there's zero like it's it's so pre. It's a landline based film. How yeah, people make it a really movie is. today, it really which is. I love. I hate. Um, I hate the like super stylized like oh. when they show texting on a screen like yeah. house of cards style. I just I hate that shit. So I love watching movies from before that. So it's like, can we just have like what? a yeah. moment where I'm not on a fucking when cell you phone minimize the, the tech communication? It, it it I think it makes the movie hold up better in, in a lot of respects because yeah. if you see someone like whip out like a sidekick and it's like yeah. Okay, hey. this is very clearly 2006 Page or whatever. Me, bruh. Yeah, bump me later. <laughs> Right next, no, and no. and probably in this hometown, if it's anything like my hometown, everyone had a Nextel at this moment, yeah. and it was going uh, off like it's unlimited. Trip. I kind of think a modernized version of this movie was Francis Ha. Mm. I think Francis Ha is very similar because it's like that late twenties malaise where you don't know what to do with your life. People are kind of starting to move on. She doesn't visit a hometown necessarily, but she makes a lot of rash decisions to try to give herself meaning. Do you think in ten years it'll hold up better? And she's very much defined by her like mm. college, which is like exactly. in the past, like defined yeah, by the past. I haven't seen Hot, but do you think like by the time that enough time has passed from uh, like from now to Garden State, Francis Hot to whatever that time, do you think it will have hold, held up better? Yeah, I think Francis Hot is like a genuinely better version. Okay. I think of, Greta Gerwig is a better writer than yeah. Zach Braff. I'm gonna go out on a limb. And I'm going to say that right now. I was just thinking in terms of, like, themes of film, like, what you would keep. And I was like, oh, that those are kind of the themes that Francis Ha hit on, of that, like, that late 20s, what do I do now feeling, which now we've had a lot of, yes. you know? So now I would even say if you were going to remake it, 
bump up that age. Make someone in their 30s. Would love love to see it because, it. honestly, people in their 30s are still having those experiences, too. So I feel like yeah. there's that, too. But, I mean, I, I could see maybe not Greta Gerwig of today, but Greta Gerwig of, like, five years ago, yeah. for sure, playing the Natalie Portman character, but yeah. doing it um, with more nuance and, I think, better. Um, in terms of, of the leading man, though, that's a toughie. I'm not sure who that would be. Who would be, know. like, aloof and self-absorbed, but would they still be... Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, put Donald Trump in the movie. Put him in the movie. Make him fall in love with Natalie Corbin. Not a hard, not a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Or fall in love with Florence. Or Pugh. that dude from you. I feel like maybe he's, a, he's he's like the modern day version of that. I feel like he's psycho, but mm-hmm. he's hot. So everyone loves him. Or what about one of the Sprouts? A, a, put a Sprouse in there. Put a Sprouse in there. Mm-hmm. Put a coal in there, a coal mm-hmm. Sprouse. Mm-hmm. What about a Jonas? Would you watch this if a Jonas no, was in it? No, I wouldn't, nope. but I, I would see not. It. But I if it was like a studio re- reboot. Yeah. Uh, and then it ends with him like singing a song with his brothers. I would. That's... And their wives are in the music video. Yeah. That's so charming. It's so gross, I hate it. That is a movie I would not watch. Yeah, um, hell yeah. But I, I would punch this up. I will say some of those supporting characters, though, beautifully cast. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cameos in here that are really good. I um, think the Corey couple's great. Yeah, the Corey couple is good. I like it. Who's the name of the actress who plays his, I think she's either his aunt or... The singer at the funeral? Yeah, his mom's friend oh, who made, who sews him the shirt. I do Ooh, not remember this woman's what name. What is that woman's name? She has a great couple of... Uh, she has a great arc in Difficult yeah. People that is really funny. Yeah, um, it's very funny. And she's... Up, yeah, so yeah. she was amazing. And yeah. she, to me, captured the, like, New Jersey aunt um, very well. That Jersey aunt, baby. Now, that's something I don't know about. I don't know about the Jersey aunt. You know, so her singing that song completely without irony. Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, get her an award for wow. something. Um, and I would keep Jim Parsons as the Medieval Times actor. Yeah, he was supposed to be a nerd, and he made it happen. Hey, he kind of was. It's weird how he's good at playing a nerd. Yeah, it's strange. That's yeah. That is and also, who somehow is a Medieval Times knight, even though like that's a funny reference. Yeah, maybe not what you would expect the knights, because like you don't see them under no. their well. Helmets. But they are just dudes. Like they're just local guys. When, I, when we went, they cool they jobs. took their helmets off when they rode the horses to, and like kind of rallied mm. the the audience members. But we, you know, the Chicago one's kind of nice. The Chicago one is really nice. It does seem like the knights are kind of. Like, it does seem like the stable boys are the people that, like, sweep up the poop or whatever. Yeah. Like, they're all, like, like kind of weird, like, Ren Faire nerds who, like, want to be a part of it. And then the knights are kind of the jocks of the nerds. Yeah, where it's, like, exactly. They're probably, like, still nerdy and, like, love the fucking history. Yeah, they work at Medieval Times still. Exactly. But it's, like, there's a fine line stories, between yeah. that and, like, working at a fair. You yeah. know, oh, like, for working sure. at running the carnival rides like that's it's a vibe yeah um, well i mean i i my old roommates in new york were um renaissance fair people and mm-hmm. that's a famously a job that lasts for four months um but they were 
very into it. Yeah. They were very into like fake wooden weapons and sword fights and inviting their friends over to to, to drink mead and to be drink, married. Essentially, yes. And then I'd get home from work and be like, what the hell is going on in this living room? Yeah, we all we all know one. I had a roommate who was um really into capoeira. Oh and so God. people don't know what that is. It's basically Brazilian hey, dance about fighting. Brazil. Yeah. Um yeah, talking about just full circle here, baby. Um <laughs> just so there would just be like a lot of sword play and you just like to. dance fighting moves happening in my they're, they're break dance fighting, but they're it's capoeira. Isn't that cool? Uh is that cool, Ian? I think uh 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 Ian, yeah, uh, isn't that cool? Uh, Cap- Capoeira to Electric Boogaloo. Oh, okay. Now we're okay. talking about a whole new movie we're going to make. Mm-hmm. And we got million dollar ideas starting back on this podcast. It's, I will 100%. I do feel like we should talk about why everyone hates Zach Braff now. Um, because yes. I feel like there's so many reasons that are all valid. And you don't have... You know what? I'm going to say, I kind of like it because we don't have that kind of backlash usually on a guy. Mm-hmm. That backlash will it always mm-hmm. happens on a famous woman. A famous woman will get yes. backlash almost well, instantly. Well, it's usually because they're so shrill. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know what? You really put us in our place. You're right. I... I... I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> that what shrill is. I heard, I heard everyone. Everyone's ears are bleeding. But Zach Braff is a uniquely... He, he has unique hate. People hate him. What um, is it? I think... I think it was okay. Like, when this movie came out, I feel like Scrubs was new enough, yeah. and it was small enough, and it was, like, very... Like, critics really liked it. It was, it was like, kind of a small show. And then this happened, and he kind of blew up. And then Scrubs kept going forever. Yeah. Um, also, there is the famously um, unaired episode of Punked. Um, do you guys know about this? Oh! Where he punched a child. Um, because basically the the story that I'll tell real quick is his Scrubs co-star Donald Faison was like yo I'm gonna punk you we're getting on Ashton Kutcher's prank show on MTV if people don't remember this and great time for trucker hats big trucker hat moment Um, (laughs) they pull up to a liquor store they pop in to go grab something and then the whole prank is supposed to be a 12-year-old boy it has um, spray-painted shit on Zach Braff's real right. new Porsche that he had just recently bought. Um, the way it was supposed to go is they were supposed to come out after the fake... They, they had some way of making it fake. They, like, you know, it wasn't really going to damage his car, but it was going to be like, you're punked, and yeah. that's it. Um, what wound up happening was he came out while the kid was still doing it. And that was not part of the plan. Zachy no likey. Zach, um, apparently we learn, has zero sense of humor about this and just starts punching a 12-year-old child. Um, He finds out that he's being punked. He's being filmed. This is a whole thing. He flips out. He's, like, not having it. And it does not air because it contains assault uh, against a minor. (laughs) But it does make the news. Does Florence um, know about this? Florence, are you listening? That's your boyfriend. How old was Florence when that happened? Probably That's what 12. I want to know. She takes off the hat and the hair comes <laughs> it's out. It's her. She, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Who knows who that actor was? Honestly, probably six years old. So <laughs> that was the first Good. thing that people were like, okay, so Zach Braff is a huge dick um, and yeah. doesn't have a sense of humor about himself, which is famously oh, like oh, he doesn't have a sense of humor. Uh, I wouldn't have ever known by watching Scrubs. And that's no, like a fun dig on. Uh... And his second movie that he made after this was like it was a remake of a French movie, and it was really bad. Like, and it was oh, kind was of that similar. the last kiss? The last kiss. Yeah, where it had not like, great. It had a very terrible message of kind of just like. Like, um, you know, like, you're kind of, just don't leave that girl alone and she'll fall in love with you again. Uh, just, you know, never stop bothering her. And, uh, yeah, he also casted a former real world contestant as the leading woman in that movie, which is also a choice that I still, there's two choices Zach Raff has made that have boggled my mind to this day. That is one of them. And the inclusion of Coldplay on the soundtrack of Garden State oh. is the second one. It does not make any sense It doesn't me. fit. It, it does not fit. Coldplay at the time was, like, kind of in... Like, they hadn't... Like, I don't feel like they had blown up at that time. I... I th- that is false. I think really? they had. They, they, had were, they, were, they were mainstream. They were, they were mainstream, and they were kind of also instantly, like, reviled. It was yes. instantly, like, ugh. There was Coldplay. instant backlash against... I mean, honestly, Zach Braff, I don't know if they're friends and Chris Martin, but, like, yeah. they actually should hang out because they I feel like they just have similar trajectories so that movie kind of sucked and then he did a crowdfunding campaign. That's what That's it what was. I. That was for my first turn. I his forgot about third this. movie. I was okay with the kitchen. And I was willing to let that go. But that's then, when it all really popped off. That's right, because that was one of the first like crowdfunding campaign things, and people were like, "What the fuck, Zach Braff? People are using this for like medical bills." Medical bills, or like you know, like just <laughs> people who don't have resources. Or to make yeah, to like make art that they couldn't afford to make as an independent you know, artist or filmmaker or producer. And, like, I know a lot of people whose bands have done it, and, like, you can argue the validity of Kickstarter all day long, but a millionaire uh, filmmaker with Scrubs royalties coming in on a daily basis. Yeah, you can either go to a studio because you know people and have the connections, or you could self-fund it, too. But But you know what? When he goes to the studios, they go, I don't want no Scrubs. And they didn't give any money. And I also and think, why. now that I'm saying that he could have self-produced it, you know how expensive it is to remove spray paint from a Porsche? <laughs> it's really... It is really kind of... I mean, he's so... That actually took him... Like, that. Yeah. I mean, that happened seven years before that, but it took him seven years to... What if that to, was the crowdfunding campaign? I know. Just get my Porsche nice again, guys. Get it clean, guys. Yeah, and then did he make that movie? He, he did, right? He sure did. Um, he wound up making it, and, like, he raised a bunch of money for it. Yeah. But essentially what it came down to was, like, the reason he did the Kickstarter was because he didn't want to take notes from a studio. And yeah. guess what? It showed when the movie came out. Bow, 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 bow. Like, it movie sucked, dude. wasn't, like, all I can say about it is that I don't remember anything about it. It's amazing you watched it, though. Of course I watched I it. I didn't see it. And I'm sorry that I didn't see it. I, just, I want to issue an apology to our listeners. I, didn't I know see Zach his follows our work really closely. Yeah, I so I just well, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Isn't there a really kind of interesting scene in that movie where he goes out to... He has like kind of like a very modest car. And he sees this kid and he's, he has a gun <laughs> at the car. And Zach's like, hey man, like be cool. What's going on? And the kid's like, fuck you, dude. And he points the gun at him, and he, like, shoots at him, and Zach's like, whoa, 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 let's, can we, can we talk about this first? <laughs> and the kid's like, no, we're done talking, and he, like, goes to shoot him again, and he shoots, and, you know, Zach dodges it, and then it's kind of a self-defense move, he, like, 
slaps the gun out of his hand. That's so true, yeah. And, you know, I thought that that was uh, cool. Yeah. It's also, it's how the punked episode could have gone. We don't know. Uh, the tapes are not there. We don't if know. He if he did it. If he did it. That's how it would have gone. But it did it. So, forget about it, buddy. That's the end of, his, of that movie, too. Forget about it. It's Chinatown. <laughs> forget it, Jay. It's, it's, it's the Chinese restaurant you work at. Yeah, oh, forget it. Vietnamese. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, now we're canceled. Yeah, oh, now you are, because you're the one said it. You said it earlier. No, but you said it earlier. You, you said actually said it earlier. You said it. So, Jake, so, you owe me a quarter. Well, oh, is that the movie? I think that's the movie, and I think that is, um, I think we made, I think we made a hell of a movie. Wow. I think that we just made an even better film. Starring Donald Glover. That's what I decided. You starring Donald Glover. Donald Glover and starring Zach Braff's current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But Zach Braff has to be on set. Yeah, he has set. to watch her. He has to sign the, permi- he has to sign the permission slip, so um, make sure she can get out of school. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. She's, I don't, I don't, I don't know how young she actually she's is, but she's delightful. I got oh, to say, she's great. I, I don't know what she's doing. Her only flaw is that she is now, she's with Zach Braff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she has other flaws, but. Yeah, it is. And I would love to point them out. And... Not from where I'm sitting, buddy. I think she's perfect. No, yeah, but... she was great in Midsummer, And if we could punch up yeah, Midsummer, put Zach Braff in the bear suit. Oof. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. Yeah, spoiler alert. There's a bear suit in there. Maybe movie. our listeners don't know about the bear suit in Midsummer. <laughs> the yeah, film a, aficionados that tune into this our podcast have already... Know. Just one of our listeners said that he, that he was the only listener last week, and I just need him to know that that's not true. There are, there are like, four others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't be so proud. But we appreciate it, Jer. But we, we appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> And a quick shout-out to my girlfriend, who uh, listens to the podcast, because uh, a couple times uh, we talked oh. about her, and she she uh, she said she thought she liked that. Oh, that's oh, really okay. nice. Yeah. Anything uh-huh. else you want to mention about her real quick? Uh, she's, she, um, she's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, doghouse. Woof, woof. Uh-oh. 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 Calling all doghouse catchers. <laughs> Can we rewind the tape? Yeah, rewind. I didn't say it. I actually... um, Call out dog catchers. Remember when there was, like, dog catchers were, like... That was a job. That was a job in Mm -hmm. cartoons. You could go into a a cartoon and get a job as a dog catcher. (laughs) Just walk right in there and just... You paint a you paint a tunnel on the side of the wall and you walk right in the cartoon. I I apply for jobs. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Update my resume. I paint a door. (laughs) Walk into my own opportunities. Why don't you guys pull yourselves up from your bootstraps? Well, we're trying. Do you not see the the? Do you not see the Yeti microphone on a stool? Holy cow. Oh, I'm seeing it. It's great. Yeah. Annie, where can our listeners find you? To oh, you? yeah. Please stalk me. Um, you can find me at Annie M. Russell on Twitter and Instagram. And, and if they listen to WBEZ, they might hear you. Yeah, you can hear me <gasps> sometimes on weekend mornings saying the news. Um, no one lets me talk about Zach Braff on there anymore, so I'm glad Have you that. asked, though? Uh, you know, I have. You don't, you don't <laughs> get what you don't ask for. Exactly. I I usually do, like, the end-of-the-year recap, like, of okay, cool. movies. Um, there, we do, like, this roundtable. I've worked him into the conversation enough that people yeah. have been concerned. <laughs> what about what about this? Uh, a segment called Braffing Out Loud. Ooh. 
Now you're into something. Yeah, and yeah. you can just kind of give a little quick recap of what's what's in the what's up with the brass heads. You know, you got to be careful because that's a good enough idea that he might want that idea. He might want it. I what you need to do is start a Kickstarter um, to fund that right now. Okay. Just see how Matt put it under like make a username that's like at Zach Braff official. (laughs) (laughs) Official King Zach. Official Zach Braff. Real. Real. How tall is Zach Braff? Does anyone know? He's five one. (laughs) That's my height. (laughs) Really? I tower over him. Yeah. I look down at him. I go, you little baby. Um, I think now he's a little baby. He's probably like 5'10". All right. I mean, yeah, he seems kind of tall. He seems kind of tall. I think he's probably 5'9", 5'10". I'm going to be honest. I don't know how tall any man is because they're usually taller than me. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, you know, and that's... Sometimes, um, you know. But even, I mean, even men that are like 5'3". He's 6. I still think they're taller than he's me. He's 6 feet tall? Yeah. Wow. wow. He, he projects even... shorter than he is, which, hey. That's pretty rare. It is. Yeah. Everyone I bet his, I bet his uh, Tinder says he's 6'1", though. I guarantee you. Well, I hope he doesn't that. have a Tinder anymore, huh? Yeah. Come on. Because hey. then uh, P P U that would really stink, and that's kind P-U. of a bummer. That um, is so clever. Uh, and I will. Uh, uh, what are you gonna say? Uh oh. I do just want to say my girlfriend's very sweet. We didn't, we didn't really tie the bow on that. Oh, we didn't so. tie the boat on yeah. the boat. Okay. The the boat in the quarry, and we should. Right. That she is. Uh, she's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you two have plans to get a boat together, or? We are more of a plane couple. You guys are getting a plane. plane. Yeah. But it's it's one of those planes that can land in the water. That's awesome. Me and Brock are getting a hoverboard. Whoa. It's so small. That's on brand for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's so small, and it's definitely a bad recipe um, for any people to live on it. But, you know, you got to try. You got to start somewhere. When you're in love, you know, you got to. Sometimes that small apartment. It's uh, like I always say, YOLO. Yeah. Turn that hoverboard into a lover board. Hey, baby! And I think that is where we maybe uh, yeah. tie, where we tie the knot on another yeah. fantastic episode. Another. This is a classic. This, this one is, is for the lovers. Insta- there. Insta- classic. It's an instant classic that we all know and love, and and, and uh, we have we that we will yes. all uh, enjoy. Yep. Yes. Yeah, for all the people that are thirty-one years old out there, yeah. they're gonna tune in. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for them all to turn in. All my peers. All right, guys. They, we're gonna sign off with how it's with how it's always we with how to. we always do. We must, and it is our this. famous catchphrase. This is how it is gonna be right now. Get up, watch a movie. It's in the watching movie sometime. Thank bye. you. Bye. bye.